Welcome to the jungle. A very good Wednesday to you. Happy hump day. Hump day. My name is Jim Rome. Black Wednesday, though. Sad day, man. Sad day in the jungle. We will get into all of this. I think you know where I'm going with that. Now, not all of you Raider fans feel the same way, but sad day in the jungle. One of our own gets broken off. All right, telephone number is toll free. We're open in the first hour, 1 636 8686. I've got two really good interviews, but they do not start until hour number two. You should get in here right now. You know the topic, you know where we're going. We're talking Raider football right off the very top. So get in here now. Once again, 1 636 8686. You know, you can follow me on the X, Twitter, at Jim Rome. You can email me at Rome, R O M E, at habitate.com. So the interviews are as follows. Top of hour number two, somebody who used to come on the program quite a bit, but I've not talked to in a long time, Terrell Suggs, T-Sizzle, Ravens great, two-time Super Bowl champ, he went into their ring of honor recently, T-Sizzle, making a return to the jungle, top of hour number two. Coming up in hour number three, somebody who has been on of late, one of my favorite people ever, the mayor, Sean Casey. So Arizona's got their backs to the wall. How about the Rangers? Again, 10 in a row on the road. It is absurd. So Sean Casey will join me at 1120. Normally I reserve that for opening day, but we are in the midst of the World Series. So Case will join us then. And ATP coming up in hour number three, episode 287 of the Jim Rohn Podcast. Pushes out later on today, Bucky Brooks, former NFLer, Turn media maven, high school football coach joins us. Big fan of Bucky, so we run that him. We'll run him down a little bit later on. One eight hundred six three six eight six eight six. Go ahead, hit me up right now. Open phones. So normally, I pride myself on being creative, being different, keeping you clones on your toes, keeping it interesting, and not running back the same show day after day after day. It's my job to do just the opposite, right? So I will do all those things today. I do every single day. However, I do have to get the thing that everybody knows is coming out of the way. Better I do it than you do it 1,000 times. So let me do this. And let me say before I do this, it's going to hurt me a hell of a lot more than it hurts anybody else. It brings me absolutely no pleasure to do this. But since I'm currently getting bombarded with it on the X and everywhere else, here it goes. It's coming to you in three, two, one, mark. If you're getting ready for work right now, then you're probably not Josh McDaniels or Dave Ziegler or Jimmy Garoppolo or Mick Lombardi. Because as of the middle of last night, a number of these dudes have been relieved of their duties in a Las Vegas Halloween night massacre. A move that was somehow both stunning and the least surprising thing ever. Why don't we just talk mostly about, and I'll get to Garoppolo, but let's talk mostly about Josh and Ziegler. Nobody who watched that team melt down on Monday night can really be all that surprised 
that this is how this is going. I mean, it's never good when things are so frustrating and so toxic and so off the rails that your superstar player doesn't even have words after a Monday night beatdown to describe what's going on or what just happened. I honestly, I, I don't know what to say at this moment. I, I truly don't. I wish I had the, the words to, you know, to say something that's not going to get blown up in the media and, and taken out of context. So I'm going to just, I, I truly, I just don't know. What are you feeling right now? Can you elaborate on anything going through your mind? Frustration, but I mean, that's, that kind of goes without saying. I think Devontae said it best when he said, I don't want to say anything that's going to get blown up in the media or taken out of context. So it's not that he didn't know. Oh, he knew. (laughs) He knew. He just knew better than to say it. And then by not saying it, he actually said plenty. It spoke volumes. So, but he said, it's not my job. At least Josh McDaniels now gets to say the exact same thing that Josh Jacobs said on Monday night about fixing the problems with the Raider offense. Jacobs actually was the one who said, not my job. You say it's got to be better. Do you have any ideas or anything you think that could spark the offense going forward? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That ain't my job. That ain't my job. Mm-hmm. Josh Jacobs, by the way, is a really upbeat, energetic guy. And you could just see how beaten down he was, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not my job. Mm-hmm. Thing is, and I hate this, I I can't push back against it. I just don't like it, but it's no longer Josh McDaniel's job either. And after the way he's been coaching this offense and this team, frankly, and again, it hurts me to say it, but it's true, it shouldn't be his job anymore. Now, I want to say this. There have been coaches with worse records that got to keep their job. I'm not saying that he didn't get what he deserved. I'm saying there are other guys that have had worse records that have kept their job. But it's hard for me to argue that he should keep his. And this is coming from somebody who thought the hire was a good idea. I'll admit it. I love the guy. And I did love the hire. And I thought that he earned that shot. And I was convinced that he would thrive with a second opportunity to be a head coach. I mean, I really, really thought that he would, that he had gone to school over what he did wrong in Denver a decade back, that he was finally ready to take advantage of this opportunity, and that it was a pretty good opportunity. Yet I was wrong. And apparently Mark Davis thought that he made a mistake as well. If he's whacking a dude who didn't make it through the second year of a six-year deal, that's Davis saying, I made a big mistake. I made a big mistake, and I'm going to fix it right now because this team is unwatchable. And it's not getting better. If anything, it's getting worse. And I am sick of Raider fan getting up in my face, F-bombing me at games, and at my WNBA championship parade, and telling me that I've got to fire Josh. It's like the bleeping... Canning isn't the shocker. The shocker is that somehow Josh McDaniels lasted longer in Denver than he did in Vegas by 55 days. Hey, can we do a, a really quick stop on that? He was in so over his head in Denver, right? And then had to wait a decade to get another opportunity and yet lasted longer in Denver than in Vegas. Like things went worse in Vegas than they did for in Denver for him. That is the most shocking thing of all. He won two more games, and he had a better winning percentage in Denver than he had in Vegas. Like, the big picture here is somehow 
Josh was even worse the second time around. And again, I hate the whole thing about it, but it's true. He inherited a playoff team in Vegas. And I hate to say it, but literally every major decision that he and Ziegler made ended up blowing up in their grills. Like, I've never seen so many big decisions come back to bite a regime in the ass the way they did the McDaniel-Ziegler regime. I mean, where do you even start? He inherited a quarterback who was solid, if not great, ran him out of town, replaced him with a, quor- replaced him with a quarterback who was terrible if not the worst quarterback in the league this season. And by the way, Jimmy Garoppolo already lost his job. They've already benched him this morning. They're going to go with the Rook instead. So he gets rid of Carr, brings in Garoppolo. Garoppolo right now is actually the worst quarterback in the league. His big non-quarterback acquisitions were Devontae Adams, a dude that he could not figure out how to get the ball to consistently. Chandler Jones... A dude who's not on the team anymore and also accused Josh of having Aaron Hernandez killed in an industrial park. Not to mention they routinely suffered some of the most embarrassing losses in the history of that franchise. I mean, remember, the hot-taking pancake flipper who was hired in Indy beat them. They lost to the pancake flipper. That was the only game he won as Colts head coach. That was Jeff Saturday's only win. Also, let's not forget, Baker Mayfield joined the Rams midweek, had barely even put his face in a playbook, and he beat the Raiders. Hell, the Raiders lost recently to a Bears team that was quarterbacked by an undrafted NFL free agent who played his ball at a D2 school that nobody's even heard of. And then they got knocked the hell out by Detroit on Monday night. Like, I so badly want to have my guys back. I do. I just can't. Because when you take all of that together, and there's more, that's not even all of it. But even when you take that together, you start to wonder how this stint in Vegas could have possibly gone any worse than it did. McDaniels now becomes the only non-interim head coach in the Super Bowl era to be fired by two different franchises before the end of his second season with each. And he just got run with four years plus left on that contract. Remember, bowl cut still owes the rest of that John Gruden settlement over whatever was left on that 10-year, $100 million deal that he threw Chucky back in 2018. Hindsight 50-50. So in other words, right, hindsight is 50-50. In other words, bowl cut is going to be spending the next few years paying out a fortune to a couple of head coaches who aren't even coaching the team anymore. And this is the same dude who had the nerve to yell at his own paying customers, hey, smarten up! Smarten up! Hey, bull cut. Raider Nation had the exact same message for you. Smarten up! And apparently, they were right and you were wrong. Raider Nation... Way ahead of you, bowl cut, when it came to realizing that Josh was not the right dude for the team. You probably should have just listened to them instead of telling them to smarten up. Hate to say it, but you can't tell me that didn't factor in. When Raider fan is rolling up on this guy, getting in his face, F-bombing him, And screaming in his face, fire McDaniels. I'm guessing that had 
some sort of impact on him. I mean, listen to the sheer disgust, the vitriol, the acrimony, the malice. I mean, normally those are the words you use to describe Raider fan anyway. But especially in this case. I mean, the insane thing, the insane thing about this is the McDaniels-Ziegler tenure might be making Raider fan pine for the glory days of Gruden and Mayock. It was that bad. So now what? Now what? So now Champ Kelly takes over as the interim GM, former Giants linebacker, and former Long Beach Poly head coach Antonio Pierce takes over as interim head coach. But don't get it twisted. I don't think that's some kind of pancake-flipping, talking-head scenario. Like, they didn't pull Pierce out of a TV studio. They didn't pull him off a high school sideline. They did promote him from their own staff. I'm not saying that it's his job to lose. Far from it. After all, they'd done this before. They made the playoffs, and Rich Passaccia didn't get the job. But at least he's already there, Pierce. At least he's in his second season on an NFL sideline. At least the guys in that locker room know him already and respect him. At least he hasn't been in Bristol flipping pancakes and firing off hot takes. Like, I don't know who's going to call the plays offensively. Not Pierce. That's something else to have to deal with. I mean, I can't say how much I hate having to do this. I hate this. I hate having to do this, but it's my job. And I hate it because of how strongly I feel about Josh McDee, a, a cloned heart and a jungle legend. But I do have a job to do, and that job would include me saying things like the following. Josh should be really thankful that Coach Wednesday, the pancake flipper, and Pervin Liar do exist. Because if they didn't, we might be calling Josh the worst NFL head coach of all time right now. Oh my God, I hate myself for saying that. But I got a job to do. Also, this all, it doesn't just reflect poorly on Josh and the Raiders and the bowl cut. It also reflects terribly, of course, on the Hoodman. Another stain on the Hoodman tree, which has essentially zero success stories. There are zero thriving branches from that Hoodman tree. No Belichick assistant has succeeded without Bacon 46. Hell, Belichick himself has not succeeded without Bacon 46. (laughs) So can we maybe stop throwing jobs at hoodie assistants now? And we should also probably end the conversation about my dude Josh as a head coach ever again. Because remember this. This is something else key. In between those two catastrophic failures, he quit on the Colts the same day that they announced him as their head coach. Somehow he was able to overcome that and get another opportunity. But now these two things taken together, and then on top of that, his Denver Broncos tenure, hard for me to make an argument that he ever gets another look as a head coach ever again. Great offensive mind, great offensive coordinator, but who's going to throw this dude the keys knowing the way it went the first three times? I don't think a fourth one's going to fall for it. So, what's next for the Raiders? Your guess is as good as Mark Davis's, and clearly that dude's got no idea what the hell is going on. The Raiders will go as the autumn wind takes them. The Raiders will go as the autumn wind blows. And right now, it seems like it's blowing them straight towards their next mistake. Jim Harbaugh. 
Raider Nation, I hope that's not where the autumn wind blows y'all. But nothing at all would surprise me from the bowl cut and this sorry crew. Tell that clone to get a life. How about that story breaking and dropping in the middle of the night? Dropping news in the middle of the night. Hey, can we do it now, boss? Nope. 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 Still too early. Yeah, but boss, it's like 1 o'clock in the morning. Nope. Still too early. Let's drop that thing in the middle of the night. Not only the middle of the night, but the middle of Halloween night. Dropping news in the middle of the night is the new Friday news dump. And I love it. Hey, believe me, I'd rather get it in the middle of the night than, like, say, a Woj bomb at 8.59 a.m. Or during a Vikings interview like Cam Bynum, like yesterday. The Harden trade dared everybody to top that magic. And then the Raiders went out and they did. Doubtful, but I'm hoping that Mark pulls a page from his pop. I hope he goes full on Al. Calls for a news conference. Breaks out the overhead projector and the transparencies. Blows off the dust from those plastic sheets. And admits that he wanted to make it work, but he made a mistake. Who will ever forget that? Kind of surprised he broke them off at the same time, though. The coach and the GM. I mean, don't these things come in threes? If you're going to fire these guys for performance, make it a sombrero. Make it a trifecta. Fire your head coach, your GM, and your barber. Hey-o! Actually, it kind of did go as a trifecta. They fired their coach. They fired their GM. They fired their OC. And then they benched their quarterback. Bench the Garoppolo. Bench the salt. So Raider fans are celebrating like they won back-to-back Super Bowls. McDaniels will be fine. He may never be a head coach again in the NFL. But the guy that you glossed, McDummy and McDumbass, still has another four years of checks coming from the Raider organization. So why don't you start some other hashtags? Why don't you see if you can get the following to trend? Things like Mick Profits, Mick Compound Interest, Mick Bank Statements, Mick Cash. Mm. Mm. So, on the one hand, pretty stunning, and on the other hand, really not that surprising at all. Clearly, the bowl cut had had enough. And you know- he had seen enough. And he wants to get ahead of the next hiring curve. And you know, on top of that, I guarantee he's trying to talk himself into the fact that this season, we're still alive. We're actually technically still alive. I made the point yesterday, they may be 3-5, and but they should be 0-8. You know, look, they've got the New York teams coming up. What if somehow, someway, they work a miracle and they get back to 500? Could it happen? Doubtful. But you know the bowl cut is telling himself so. All right, so Raider fan, you got what you wanted. I hate it. There's just, there's been times over the course of my career where this is why I don't play favorites. This is why I try not to get too close to any of these guys because then I have to do the job. But what do you do when you have an NFL head coach who for years has said, I'm a closet clone. I love the show. He knows about the smack off. It got back to me recently that JT the Brick, the first ever winner of the smack off, 
was doing an interview recently because he works on the Raider broadcast. He talked to Josh McDaniels. And Josh was peppering him with questions about his jungle background and the smack off. Without the Knicks. That worked its way back to me. JT didn't tell me that, but that worked its way back to me. Like, the whole thing about Nick Casario being a clone and Josh McDaniels, they used to listen to the show way back in the day when they were just grinding for the Patriots. So I hate it. I hate it, but I do have a job to do. And Josh did too and didn't get it done, unfortunately. And on top of that, boy, that Michigan deal, that Michigan scandal is getting more and more absurd. Crazier and crazier. One of the most wild stories ever. Would have led with that. Would have led with that had Josh not got broken off. Oh, and then there is the World Series. I guess I could lead with that. It is the World Series. It's almost over. But I would not throw dirt on the D-backs just yet. 1-800-636-8686. Looking for some quick reaction. Oh, look who decided to poke his head up. Mark in Hollywood. Quote, if you're getting ready for work right now, 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 then you're probably not Doug Collins. If you're getting ready for work right now, then you're probably not Doug Collins. Here's a Raider fan. Jimmers. I am super excited that McDaniels and that horrible GM are gone, but they destroyed this team for years. If Patrick Graham isn't canned next, I will be impossibly surprised. Thanks for completely decimating my favorite team, Josh. You are a punk. Abby in San Diego. Lady Clone. Lady Clone is upset. Dear Jim, we are shocked that Josh McDaniels was fired as a head coach after leaving the Patriots. Sincerely, Romeo Cornell, Bill O'Brien, Eric Mangini, Joe Judge, Charlie Weiss, and Fat Patricia. Fat. Yeah, I mean, I said it myself. I'm owning that I thought it was a very good hire. And I'm also saying, yeah, now would be a very good time to stop trying to rip branches off that tree. Because none of these guys did jack without Bacon 46. Moreover, Belichick hasn't done jack without Bacon 46. <laughs> the hell kind of tree is that? It's one of those trees that's like rotting. It's rotting through the center. It's dead. Why would anybody go try to pick any fruit off that tree? It's dead. The tree is dead. Romeo Cornell, Bill O'Brien, Eric Mangini, Joe Judge, Charlie Weiss, and quote, Fat Patricia. Fat. I thought Josh was different because he did fail his first in his first attempt. But man, the guy was young. The guy was young. He won his first five games. Of course he thought that he knew everything. He had coached for a guy who allegedly did know everything. I really thought... After a decade, he would be ready. And he's not. Not everybody is built to be a head coach. Let's see here. Romeo, Jimmy G is benched? Guess who just benched became the, the best-looking guy on the Raiders? Sign Mark Davis. V in the fee. Dude, your obsession with how this guy looks. I mean, I might go with the occasional bowl cut reference or even the ginger but, dude, you are just straight up calling this guy ugly. That doesn't work. 
Saying something sucks is a take, and saying somebody is ugly is not a take. Not on this show. V in the fee. Unwar the trick or treating parent who has to use who asked to use my bathroom because they probably had the Rhea. Yes, that happened. So how'd you handle that, V? Did you let that parent in? And or did you give him a big coffee can and say, take it out back? As expected, I did not participate last night. I left a bowl of candy out. Some jerk ripped the whole bowl. And like a nice bowl. Hey, Rome, what are you, an idiot? Mm. Why did you put a nice bowl out? I didn't. I don't want to run DJ under the bus. But of course somebody took the bowl and ran. How are they going to carry all the candy they stole if they don't take the nice bowl? 1-800-636-8686. All right, so where does that leave the Raiders? Where do they go from here? Where does Josh go from here? He actually doesn't have to go anywhere from here. He didn't make it through his second season. It was a six-year contract. He's good. All right, all of that's right ahead. And the latest update involving the signal-stealing scandal with the Wolverines. It just gets better and better and better. It's also Superstar Battery Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Get up to a $25 gift card after rebate with the purchase of Select Superstar Batteries, the best replacement batteries for cars, trucks, SUVs, motorcycles, lawn, garden, marine, and more. The professional parts people will test your old battery for free. If it needs to be replaced, they will help you find the right battery for your vehicle and budget. For power, performance, and reliability, choose Superstar Batteries exclusively at O'Reilly Auto Parts. You're listening to The Jim Rome Show. So, Raider fan, you got what you wanted. Why are you not up in here talking about it? Aside from Abby, she is. Raider fan, you got what you wanted. You've been in this guy's face. You've been in the owner's face F-bombing him to get rid of the coach. And he blew up the entire operation. He didn't just get rid of the coach. He got rid of the coach. He got rid of the GM. He got rid of the offensive coordinator. He's got an interim coach in Antonio Pierce who is going to start or bench Jimmy G and go with Aiden O'Connell. What a disaster. And all of that went down in less than two seasons. So, Raider fan, you got what you wanted. Now what I need from you is for you to get in here and share your thoughts on it. Now what? Now where do you go? Jamie in Green Bay writes, Josh in Vegas while plenty of time to contribute to the show with the rest of us now. He's got plenty of time to do whatever the hell he wants. Like I said, that was a six-year contract that he did not make it through the second season of. Wooden Laconic writes, I can't believe the Raiders made such a bold move in the middle of the night. Signed Art Modell. It's the new Friday afternoon news dump. The middle of the holiday night news dump. I mean, dude, that was a massacre. That was a Halloween massacre. Because as I mentioned, that was not just the coach. Coach, GM, O coordinator, who knows who else got rolled up in that. Hey, Romy, I wouldn't speak too soon. The impatient gazillionaire Tepper would take Josh McDee in a heartbeat. 
After all, he decided to take the losing Frank Reich over the winning Steve Wilkes. So why wouldn't he break off Reich for McD? Just saying. Jeff C and NC. Man, everybody who isn't happy with their situation hates their situation. I'm not saying that Reich is Bill Parcells, but he is over 500 for his career. And I like Steve Wilkes a lot. He's under a little bit of heat right now in Frisco for the defense. So no, Tepper's not going to make that move. Tom in Tinton Falls writes, Hey Jim, thanks for the new candy dish. Signed, Rit. Damn right, that's how I roll. I guess you're asking for trouble if you leave your candy out in a nice bowl. Jelly beans suck. But don't be a bag. Empty the thing, man. You're probably walking around with a pillowcase anyway. Empty the loot into your bag and leave us the bowl. And just keep moving. That'd be baggy enough. Hey, Jim, we all know who took that bowl of candy. It was your neighbor, Justin Herbert. Mike and Temecula. I can pretty much assume that it was not Justin Herbert. He is a neighbor, but if I can't get an invite to the barbecue, there's no way he's doubling down and pounding that wound with salt by ripping off my bowl and my candy. Bench the salt. No, I guarantee it's not him. And one more. Hey, Jimmy, thank DJ for the bowl. My cut is looking fresh and clean. Signed, Mark Davis. All right, anyway. Anyway, I'm not surprised that Josh McDaniels got fired or was the first NFL coach to get fired. I am a little surprised by the timing of it. The middle of the night. But then again, I think that despite what the score looks like, that was the last draw. Monday night, them getting embarrassed in prime time. Devontae slamming his helmet to the ground and saying afterwards, hey, look, I I can't say what I want to say. What I want to say is going to get me fined. What I want to say is going to be taken out of context. He knew he'd make it a lot worse. He already knew how bad it was. All right, so now that we're back on our clock, I will open it up to you on the other side. If it's the right call, 1-800-636-8686. Terrell Suggs, top of the hour. Sean Casey at 11.20 in hour number three. Both Zoom calls. And I do want to talk about the World Series. And I want to talk about the Michigan signal-stealing scandal and how just utterly absurd it's getting now. All that... Live from Southern California, this is the Jim Rome Show on CBS Sports Radio. In addition to it being a hump day, it's also an ATP day. Ask the pros. Brought to you by O'Reilly Auto Parts. Go to cbssportsradio.com slash ask the pros. Submit a question there. Think O'Reilly Auto Parts for all of your car care needs and get the parts and service you need fast from the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts. All right, so I want to be so clear on this. I never expected this Michigan signal-stealing controversy to get this controversial or this off the rails or this surreal or this utterly bizarre and whack, or jump this many days on this program. I did not see that coming. When I called this a giant spy game, 
spy v spy style conspiracy. I had no idea how accurate that description would turn out. That's how it started. But look where we are right now. Yes, there was allegedly a spy network of scouts and also spies spying on the spy network and also allegedly double agent spies leaking information and access from the inside. All of that, apparently. However, I never fully expected full-fledged disguises and stealth infiltration to enter the equation. Full-fledged disguises, full-fledged stealth infiltration behind enemy lines. I never expected that, which is exactly what it looked like when Connor Stallions managed to pull it off. Allegedly, but apparently, certainly looks like it, according to photos and video circulating all over the internet right now. Remember when that name, Connor Stallions, was the craziest thing about the story? Yeah, well, now the craziest thing about that story is that Connor Gelding has apparently been nabbed for prowling on the central Michigan sideline during their game against Michigan State back in September in full CMU gear, as if he was a fully legit CMU staffer. Did you hear what I just said? There are photos and video of a dude who looks exactly like this guy, only dressed in CMU gear on the CMU sideline. This is not a dude up 10 rows at the 50-yard line. This is a dude wearing a CMU costume on the CMU sideline, rolling tape, if it's him. All right, so again, I don't mean on the sideline, but I mean down in the corner, out of view, and out of range of the rest of the CMU coaching staff. I mean, there are pictures of this dude who looks exactly like Connor Stallions in the same frame with CMU head coach. Wait for it. Fun fact, who's the head coach of CMU? That's right, Jim McElwain. That's right, the same dude that everybody calls the Shark Humper is now the coach of CMU. And everybody calls him the Shark Humper because of another controversial photograph that the internet just decided was Jim McElwain, even though Jim McElwain has always denied it. Internet ain't having it. The internet said that's the Shark Humper. We don't care how many times he denies it. We know it's him. We know it's a shark. We know it's him. And we know it's him humping the shark. There's jumping the shark and there's humping the shark. Yet somehow, someway, McElwain is part of another controversial photo involving a questionable identity circulating on social media. The thing is, we now know that McElwain never humped that shark. The, I mean, as much as you want that to be true, it's not true. The internet made that up. But this stallions thing, this could be a real thing. It sure as hell looks real. I can't confirm that it is, but it looks real. Let me put it to you this way. If it wasn't Stallions in CMU gear on the CMU sideline back on September 1st, wouldn't it be the easiest thing ever to debunk that right now? Couldn't CMU just say, yeah, no, that's not who that is. But I'll tell you who it is. That's Joe 
our special teams coach, or that's Mikey, our quality control guy. They could just come right out and say, no, that's not who that is, but it's this guy. But they're not doing that. They're not doing that. It'd be the easiest thing ever for CMU to dismiss whoever it was that was in those photos and or dismiss all the speculation and say, this is who that guy is. Y'all got it all wrong. But that's not what the non-shark humper told the media last night. It's the opposite of what Jim McElwain told the media last night when he basically identified the person in question as, quote, the sign stealer, end quote. He sounded determined to get to the bottom of how the sign stealer ended up in their gear on their sideline and try to determine what the hell he was doing. Before we go any farther, uh, we've obviously are aware of a uh, picture floating around so with the the uh, the sign stealer guy. Um, you know, our people are doing everything they can to get to the bottom of it. Uh, we're unaware, totally unaware of it. Uh, I certainly don't condone it uh, in any way, shape, or form. And, uh, you know, I do know that his name was on none of the passes that were let out. Um, now we just keep tracing it back and tracing it back and try to figure it out. But it's in good hands with our people. Um, and, again, uh, you know, there, there's, there's no place in football for that. Really? Then why was he there? Did stop acting like this is some sort of 30-year-old cold case. And we brought in some new sets of eyes to look at it. And there's been new advances in DNA, man. Is it him or not? Is it him or not? The entire internet has seen it already. How could a guy be on the sideline for an entire game and nobody notices? If he's not supposed to be there or you weren't aware of it, wouldn't somebody go, hey, man, who the hell is that guy? And what is he doing right here right now? I don't care how into the game you are. Think of all the people on the sideline. Think of all the people on the sideline who matter. Think of all the people on the sideline who would know. Nobody looked at that guy and said, who the hell is that guy? How did he get our gear? What is he doing on our sideline? Nobody? Come on with that. I just want to know where the idea came from. I want to know if Stallions was that far out there that he was doing stuff like that on his own. You know, I mean, the the whole thing, if it were him, if it were him, find me something more brazen. Find me something dumber. Find me something more reckless, more sloppy. I mean, you're not exactly Tom Cruise in Mission Impossible if you're slipping into that gear on the sideline in the same frame as the head coach. And there are cameras everywhere. How are you going to get away with that? Well, they'll never recognize me. I'll wear the CMU gear. Slider. Same face, dude. You didn't put on one of those Mission Impossible masks where you impersonated somebody else. And you ripped that thing off your face. You know, oh, it's Tom Cruise. No, dude, you were rocking your own face. Oh, he had a voice changer in his Adam's apple and he had a mask. Oh, I didn't know it was him. No, dude, you were rocking your own face. Now, if you'd done that, that'd be something different. I mean, would Jim Harbaugh really put this guy up to something like that? I know Harbaugh's looking for an edge no matter what. But would he really sign off on something like that? Would he really put that guy up to that? I don't know. If it's that guy. 
if it's that guy. But thing again, even if Harbaugh didn't know and this dude went totally rogue, it's still going to land on Harbaugh's desk. But damn, if this is Stallions, if it is him, and it sure looks like him, and notice the non-shark humper did not deny it. In fact, he called him the sign-stealing guy. Man, this dude, if it is him, is something else. Donning a full CMU coach costume. Excuse me. That even choked me up. Like getting ready for an early Halloween, eh, coach? A CMU coach costume in order to infiltrate the sideline when he could have just bought a ticket in the 10th row behind the bench with much less risk. Man, that takes some sack if that's him. Oh, hey, where is elaborate guy now who had such a problem with me calling this scheme elaborate when the story broke? Hey, elaborate guy is getting dressed up as a coach from another program to infiltrate another team's sideline during a game elaborate enough for you for me to call it elaborate. I'm curious what your threshold on elaborate is. Because to me, elaborate does not even seem strong enough anymore. Elaborate does not describe how elaborate this whole thing really is. So don't even bother running up in here with your excuse of the day, Michigan man. You've already made yourselves look dumb enough with that. It's this guy literally on the sideline in a CMU costume. Man, I hope so. Because the best story of the year is getting better and better and better. When we come back, a two-time Super Bowl champ, Terrell Suggs joins me. T-Sizzle on the other side. Stay tuned, and you know I'm looking for your telephone calls. We'll be right back.